This is the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald, where we exist to move church forward and have the conversations that every team needs to be having. Well, welcome back to the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. My name is Brandon Stewart. So excited to have you here today for a special bonus episode, uh, another conversation we feel like every team needs to be having. Uh, Recently, Pastor Kevin taught at a staff meeting uh, for our team at Champion Center, and uh, we thought it was so good and so rich. We just wanted to share the teaching with everyone uh, in our tribe in in this season. Uh, The title of the teaching being Thinking Differently About Leadership. I really believe right now in this season that there is a great void of leadership in our world. And you can look around at the challenges we're facing as a nation and even in the local church. And we really believe that when you boil it all down, it boils down to the need for leadership. We've said for years at Team Church that the greatest need that every local church has is more leaders and better leaders. So we pray that today will help some of us to transition into a greater level of leadership in our own lives. So here it is today, without further ado, a staff meeting already in progress on thinking different about leadership. Let's go. Leadership starts with doing tasks. And so I wonder if it feels like doing tasks as an end and of itself, maybe when we talk like this. And if you could flip it from being just a task to realizing that it's a call to leadership. And if we could think of it differently when we're in a room like we're in right now and we're giving direction and giving clarity around something, that it's not just a task to do, but it's a call to lead. It's a call to lead together. It's a call to serve our church family with the highest and best that we have and to do it in a way where there's unity. I think leadership, first thing that we could start with is that we could say that it it begins with a task and then it goes on from there into management and gets beyond that in levels of leadership, which is premature to what I really want to say on this morning. But I want to, I want to go back to a principle when, when we talk about leadership being a task, I want to go back to a principle and just say leadership has nothing to do with rank. Leadership has nothing to do with title. And if you've heard that, and you've questioned it and you've thought, oh yeah, but wait a minute, you need a title, then just give me the love and raise your hand. If you've ever wondered, if you've ever heard that and gone, I don't know if I really believe that, give me a hand in the air. Have you ever like questioned it? Some of y'all are lying. Some of y'all aren't being honest. Maybe in your own mind, you kind of like even justified, well, I'm not, you know, you're calling me to lead. Maybe when I said that this morning already about a call to lead, you're like, maybe, well, me, like, I have this job. This is my job on the team. Maybe maybe that's for the location pastors. And so I think there's a, we have to have a reckoning with that fact and that reality 
that leadership has nothing to do with rank. And you can't really, that, that's something you got to wrestle down oftentimes to be able to really accept. But let me just say it like this. There's a lot of people who have rank and have title and have authority that are not leading the people that they have rank over. Amen. And then there are people on the other hand with little in the way of titles and little in the way of rank who people are choosing to follow. Amen. It's going back. I want to validate. I want to verify this reality. Now, that doesn't mean that when people choose to follow someone who doesn't have rank or have authority, let's assume if you thought at your location of people that other people are following or influenced by, it doesn't really mean that that person that's there, they're being influenced by has the ability to actually have a title or be in authority or lead at a higher level. Think about that. It just means that there's people following them. So it doesn't mean that they could be named the location pastor. They could be named just because some people are following them. They may not have that skill at all. They may not have that ability at all. Chances are they don't. But they're leading still. They are leading. And then you flip over to the people who are in authority or people who have a title are you guys following me here? People who have a rank and the only people that are actually following with them or the main heart of the people following with them are people who are following out of obligation because, Oh, okay. You have the time. Okay. You're the, you're the person you're, you're the, you're the leader. Oh, okay. Okay. I want to be a good, I want to be a good Christian. I want to be a good member of the team. So I'm going to listen to what you, you have to say. So that's obligation oriented following. It's not the natural organic following. So again, my point that I want to talk about is that leadership has nothing to do, has nothing to do with rank has nothing to do with title. It has nothing to do with authority. One of the reasons why, um, first of all, the last two or three years, as we started the year, I've been, I've been brought back to talking about leadership because I see a great void of leadership in the world in general and also in our church and in our churches. I think if we were to boil down the strife and the issues and the division that we have in our nation right now to one thing, it would be leadership. There are people who are capable of being leaders that are not leading. And then there are people who are in positions of leadership, attempting to lead who aren't skilled at leadership. And so we end up with a lot of bad, in the political world, a lot of bad candidates for our positions. 
And we have, we have not only bad leadership, we have bad following because leadership don't, it isn't garnishing the right kind of following because they're using the wrong methodology to lead. So it all comes back to this void of leadership. When we think about, maybe you're like me, maybe you've, you've wondered team that, what, how do I this year, how do I set goals? How do I, man, everything's so crazy. It's, everything's moving all over the place. How do we have vision for this year? What do we do like PK, what do we do to, it's not normal. We don't even know what's gonna happen today, tomorrow, next week, like so many uncertain things. When are people actually going to come back to church? And when am I going to be able to have those meetings that like I really need to have and have everybody show up? Like, you know, it's like the uncertainty creates a, is creating a, a, a paralysis. And we have this paralysis based on the uncertainty of the times and the situations and other people. So I wanna say to you, we can't let that stop us from doing what we can do. And the one thing that I'm feeling like we can do is that we can be leaders. We can be leaders. And I hope to say something even more today that will provoke you to thinking but I want you to get a little bit of maybe one, one thought or one question ready because I want to do a little bit of interaction on this topic before I'm, before I'm done today. Um, but I want to be, let, let, let's, let's say it like this. If we can do something in the way of leadership, then we can at least help the people in our church to walk through the uncertainty of our times. Did you catch that? If we, if we accept the uncertainty as a reason for not leading, then uncertainty has the last word on the circumstances that are in our world today. But if we can accept the uncertainty and lead through it anyway, we provide for people a certainty in the time of uncertainty. And we provide for people a faith and a confidence and a guidance and a direction and a peace where there isn't a lot of that going on in the world today. How do we do that? We do it by leading. Leadership is a skill that can be learned. And everybody can lead if a person wants to lead. So I've worked with a lot of people over the years and I've realized that not everybody wants to lead and, and that's really okay. So I keep talking about leadership just to find the people who want to lead and just to call out the people who see the need and the void and they realize people need leaders. Like people need leaders. Jesus said, that when he looked around in his, his generation, he said that they're, the people are like sheep and they've gone astray 
and each one of them own their own self. And it, people don't have leadership. They don't have strong leadership. They don't have godly leadership. They don't have people who are actually leading. So here's one of the things I want you to write down. Hopefully you're writing something down and that I'm saying, but here's one of the things I want you to write down today and maybe is our second or third talking point. And that is that being a leader, when I say that anyone can be a leader, being a leader is about going through a transition. It's about going through a transition that people that don't lead don't have to go through. And that leadership transition doesn't happen by going to a leadership event. We've almost done an injustice with our leader events, not, not on purpose, but in the business world, the corporate world, people go and they go to an event and then they get certified. <laughs> you are now a leader. And events don't make you a leader. And no one becomes a leader without going through, without embracing a transition. And here's what I mean by that. Take parenting, for example. Parenting requires transition. Parenting requires transition. Everyone has the capacity to parent. But not everyone wants to parent. And the only people who become good at parenting are people who transition from the role of non-parent to parent. I'll say that again. The only people who become good at parenting are people who transition from non-parent to parent. If you don't transition, you won't become good at parenting. And if you don't transition to embrace leadership, you'll never be the leader that you're capable of being. Again, I'm not trying to talk anybody. It's, I think it's really okay for people who say, you know what, we don't want to have children. We're not going to have children. We don't want to be parents. There are people that way. I, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Like, I get it. And there's people who would say, I don't, I won't, I don't want to be a leader. I'm not, because they have a certain idea that leader means be Pastor Kevin you know, or leader means, you know, be the head guy at the corporate or the business, be the owner, whatever they, so people adopt that mindset and then they just push back on and say, I don't want to be a leader. And you know what? That's okay. There's a lot of people in our, our church or some of you on this team, you don't really want to be a leader. And I'm not here to try to convince you to be a leader. I promise. I'm just saying that you'll never be a leader unless you transition 
to be a leader. And when, when, when you transition to be, be a leader, you began to accept a mindset like you do with parenting. The baby is born and all of a sudden you're, oh wow, oh wow, maybe it's the months leading up that the oh wow starts. And then you what? You began to learn parenting. You began to learn parenting. You would be a fool to think that you know how to parent a 10-year-old until you have a 10-year-old. You'd be, fool. You'd be a fool. You'd be a fool to think you can parent a baby until you have your own. Going to the class doesn't make you a parent. It gives you some skills to be a parent. Going to the, listening to Pastor Kevin talk this morning isn't making anybody a leader. It just gives you some something to work with, gives you something to consider if you're embracing leadership. Am I helping anybody? Is this, get some thoughts, got some thoughts? So what does that transition look like? And then we'll, I'll freeze the frame a little bit and I'd like to ask or some comments on along these lines and some interaction. What does a transition look like? Well, let's stay with the parenting analogy for a minute. It's the same with leadership as it is with parenting. In order to lead, you have to do that transition from non-leader to leader. First of all, leadership or parenting, let's say parenting, parenting is a, an, an incredible responsibility. Like unbelievable responsibility. So as you embrace parenting, you are coming face to face with the idea that I can't let this, I can't let this human being down. I can't let this human being down. I, I gotta be there for this human being. I gotta come through for this, this, this person that I just met. Like, <laughs> I can't let them down. When they, when they need food, I gotta be there to give them food. And when they have a messy diaper, I gotta change it. When they cry, I got a comfort. I can't let them down. And it's the same with leadership. Leadership is not about, it's not about being a star. It's not about being, listening to your own voice. Leadership is first transitioning out of the mindset of being the child to being the parent or being the brother to being the parent. That might be an easier one, a fair one. I don't want to slam people that don't really embrace leadership. I just want to create the analogy that there's nothing like embracing the parenting role. You can be an uncle. You can even be a grandparent. It's not the same as being the parent. 
And it's the same way with leadership. Leadership embraces this responsibility that I'm not going to let people down. I'm not going to let people down that that are around me and people down that need me. I'm going to be there for them. I'm going to do my best. I'm only a human being, but I'm a, I'm I'm 100%. I'm all in. Now, does that does that when you go back and you where I started this conversation was does it sound like a task to do that we would all jump in and go for forward nights and go together and get the conversation down and we got to if you're hearing it as a task can I ask you now to look back and everything I've said over the last 15 minutes and say, but wait a minute, not a task. It's embracing responsibility to be here for people, to help people, to care for people. Maybe you don't like to, maybe you don't like to persuade Maybe you don't, oh, I don't want to make anybody do anything. I don't want to, maybe that's your personality. In leadership, if you embrace leadership, it's similar to parenting. Like you may not want to tell your kids they got to do something, but if you're going to parent them, you have to. And you know what else? You have to be willing to correct. You have to be willing to correct. It's a bummer, isn't it? If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Like they cry and inside you're crying and you have to, on your face, you got to say, I'm telling you, you, go do that right now. Go clean up your room. And on the inside, you just want to let them out of it. You want to say, nah, you don't have to do that. I'm kidding. You, you know, you, but parenting calls you to a higher place. And that's what leadership does. Leadership says, well, if you do that, who's going to parent these kids? If, if you don't, who will? So leading today, not about a title. It's not about a position. It is a skill that it is a skill that everyone can learn if you want to, if you want to. And thirdly, the only way to become a leader is to transition from being a non-leader in your own mind and your own heart to saying, I am a leader. And that conversation is what you've heard described as ownership, we say it at Champion Center. You've heard people teach on it. It's stewardship. It's what are you doing with what you've been given? How, how are you doing with your, your, your area? What you're responsible for? Do you own it? Or do you just kind of still see it as, I, you know, that's not my problem? Well, I hope today in the last couple minutes I've given you something to think about so that we can be and began even this year off on the right foot 
to fill a void that people need. They, they, need, they need leaders, Le leaders like us. And we can start right where we are. I actually think some of you are amazing in the area of leadership. I think some of you have come a really long, long ways and have your own stories and your own experience about that journey that's similar to parenting. You goof it up, you mess it up, but you just stay right in there so you can be better. And I know that's my story. That's why I want to help as many people as I can who embrace leadership to become better leaders. Because my story is that I still feel like sometimes, oh boy, I haven't been here before. But hey, if not me, then who? I, I gotta, I gotta be there for them. I gotta be there for them. Okay, so how about some comments or thought? I know you guys have been chatting a little bit, but um, can we, when you're ready, unmute and give it a go. I just wanted to, to say something, PK. I love the whole, I think it was amazing, great. And I just wanted to share like a personal story for myself. Uh, what I thought when you were talking about embracing leadership, at least in my point of view, how I've been able to embrace it is I had to embrace myself first. And what I mean by that is it's been, I've shared it a lot with our lead team LPs, but I'm gonna be very honest and transparent right now. I didn't even know for me in a transition season, with our church, when we became a part of Champion Center, I came into staff meetings and I go, hold up, wait a second, I don't fit this mold. I don't look like them, I don't talk like them. But the more I started looking at it was simply this, in leadership or a heart is we wanna make a difference. And even though we may not look the same, talk the same, act the same, leadership or a call to is all based on the same heart. When I look at a Pastor Ryan, we may not talk the same, but we have the same spirit. When I look at a Pastor Nicole, we may not lead the same, but we have the same spirit to make a difference. And what I want to say about leadership, embracing leadership is embracing yourself. We are not going to lead all the same. We're not going to talk the same, but the spirit is to make a difference. And I know for me in this season, this last year is really embracing who I am as an individual, the way that God has created me. And I know me for the longest time I go in order to be a leader or a person with the title, you have to talk this way, lead this way, all that. But you really have to embrace who you are before you can embrace being a leader. I don't know if that makes sense. I just know for me, it was such a huge thing. And I hope that's helpful for people because I think a lot in transition and change, a lot of you go, well, I see the way my leader has led me. And I don't know if I have that same skill set and gift, but you have a skill set, you have a gift and you can lead and it's vital and it's needed. So my whole point behind this, when you said it, PK, is embracing leadership. You have to embrace yourself and who the way God's created you to be. So Jesse, I, I love that. That's beautiful. Tell, say a little more. Let me ask you a question. How does that, how does that, how is that different from a person who is remaining independent, so to speak, and just like, well, this is me, you know, me, I, I'm, I'm this. How is what you're saying? Because I know it is different. I just want you to elaborate a little bit. How is it different than than that other person? So hopefully I'm, a, um, I'm get, getting the question correctly. Like, again, I think what I love so much, and if I, if I miss the mark, let me know, PK. I just think what I love so much about our team is we're a team. And what I mean by a team is every single one of us brings our gifts to the table. And even in it, there's some of you right now like, we, we've had uh, leadership teachings, like we would say PK is a phenomenal leadership teacher, 
we would say when it comes to biblical studies, Pastor Nicole knocks it out of the park. Pastor Jody knocks it out of the park. But then there's also some other gifts and areas where someone else needs to come in. Like when the game is the game is down by three, you don't need a person who can make a dunk. You need a person who can shoot a three. And what I'm saying is there's different areas within our team that you have a skill set that is very effective in that, that we need that. And what I've noticed is a lot of times going, well, I'm not a sharpshooter. I don't make a lot of twos, but we need some threes. We need some somebody that can shoot. And so what I'm saying is, even though you may not have a skill set like someone else, you have a skill set and really owning that. And when you step in that, you're owning your leadership and who you've called to be. And what's very unfortunate at time is we have some people right now, like PK said, some people have stepped into leadership. We have other people as well, too, who have not stepped into it. And if you step into that, whoo, oh my goodness gracious, we're going to be murdering and killing the game. Some of you got so much to offer. And so what I'm saying is if you're a sharpshooter, be a sharpshooter. If you're a pastor, be a pastor. But all of that is needed and essential. I don't know if that answers the question, PK. That's what came to mind. Yeah, actually, here's here's what's funny is I knew you were going to use a sports analogy. <laughs> and that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted that because I, I that is the best analogy. That's why we call it team church is that the individuality needs to not be ignored by anyone. Don't lose your individuality or be intimidated out of it because of the people around you on the team that are different than you are. We need your individuality, but we need it in the essence of a team spirit. We don't need the guy who shoots a three-pointer to be wanting to shoot a three-pointer when it's time for a dunk. We need everybody to be doing your part, celebrating everybody else, and just glad to be able to contribute in whatever way possible when your name is called. If you're, if you're a quarterback, be the best quarterback. If you're a defensive back, be the best defensive back. It's all, and that's what you're saying, and I knew you would. But, but you know, the, the quarterback has to keep knowing who he is, and that's what you were saying. You have, to, you have to keep knowing I'm good at this. Now let me fit that in and contribute to the greater whole. Well, I'm so glad you've joined us today for this bonus episode of the podcast. We pray that this has been a blessing in your world. And hey, plan to join us every first Tuesday of the month as we release our uh, regular episodes right here on the Team Church Podcast. Conversations we feel every team needs to be having. And however you're listening to this today, why don't you hit the subscribe button plan to make us a regular part of your leadership diet. We would just count it an honor and a privilege. So Team Church, we love you praying for you, standing with you today. Until next time we talk, God bless you. This has been the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. For more information on conferences and events, check out teamchurchconference.com.